Hey everyone and welcome to season two of the Karina Duffy Fitness Podcast. So this season I'm going to keep it eight podcasts and I'm going to hope to get them done in within four weeks. So season two is going to be an educational show. So basically we're going to cover everything from calories to the best exercise for fat burning and really just breaking down science. Because we throw these words around going get in your calorie deficit, eat less than what your body needs. But basically I want to bring it back pair it all back to basics and start from the scratch as in what is a calorie so for the next four short episodes over the next four weeks on basically calories and that's it I am going to keep it more educational break down science in simple form so we have a better understanding of what our body actually needs I'm also going to record a short little episode in between for our mindset because we all love that that's really important the great feedback that I got when people looking for me to start back recording my podcast was we just need a dose of your positivity so here you go I'm back recording now again so this podcast episode is going to be all about calories what exactly is a calorie like we throw around this word get into your calorie deficit and eat less than what your body needs so I want to pair it back take all the layers off and explain exactly what a calorie is and why we need it in our body and why we need less or sometimes more as well so what is a calorie big big massive word we throw around so basically a calorie is a unit of energy it's measured as a unit of energy that we need for the body in order to stay alive basically it generates heat in our body so we are our bodies are just one big massive heat system now your body does not make calories or your body does not destroy calories so we don't make them so I always like to revert back to using a car as an example to what how our bodies work. If you had a 1.4 engine car and you, let's just say, took 40 euro of diesel to fill it up, that car would not take any more than 40 euro diesel because the diesel would start overflowing out of the cap. Whereas in your body, with calories, if it's a unit of energy that we need to survive, for our bodies depending on our on our energy levels our daily energy levels as well that th- we're not like a car in that respect as in if we over consume calories we don't destroy calories in our body so the extra calories if not burnt off is pushed into fat storage so unlike the car if it takes 40 or diesel to fill the tank it's going to spill out the cap and it's going to tell you that it has enough you cannot put in any more but what a human body is you overeat, you put on fat storage if it's not burnt off. So basically, that is exactly what a calorie is, a unit of energy we need to consume a certain amount of calories per day in order to keep our organs alive, which is our BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate, um, or our basic um, metabolism is what I like to call it. And we need a certain amount of energy, extra energy, to go about our daily activities. So let's just give an example of Mary working in an office. She's in a sedentary job. Mary would need a lot less calories to go about her daily business to have sustainable energy than a guy in working in a building site who is on his feet all day for 12 hours, pulling and dragging and lifting weights. He would need a lot more calories because his activity level is really, really high. So the problem is Mary is in a sedentary job in an office she definitely more than likely consumes the same amount of calories as a builder because Mary's 
putting on a little bit of weight and maybe she has two stone to lose now at this stage. So when Mary overconsumes calories and she's not burning them off because she's sedentary job, she's not moving. She gets out for a quick walk um, two or three times a week and that's it. She doesn't do any weight sessions or anything like that. So Mary likes her food and she's overconsuming calories. And what happens when Mary overconsumes calories? She puts the extra calories on as fat storage if they're not burnt off. So the builder, on the other hand, he can consume a lot more calories because he's moving all day. Um, he probably has quite a lot of muscle on his body from lifting and dragging on the building site. And he'd need a lot more calories to keep sustainable energy going. But also bear in mind that if the builder over it on calories, he would also put on weight. So you can see where I'm going with this. Even the builder, if he overate to the amount of calories that he needs, and I'm going to tell you now in a few minutes how to calculate that, he would still put on weight. I know lots of builders that are holding a lot, a lot of weight because they're overeating on the wrong foods and not having sustainable energy. Most builders I know aren't really that healthy anyway, unless they're really into looking after themselves as well. But in either case, whether you're Mary or the builder, if you overeat, you're going to store the extra calories as energy. So let me go back to Mary because we can all relate to Mary in a sedentary job. So Mary has two stone put on. Mary started her job last year, last January. Um, so 12 months later, Mary realized that she's two stone put on because she got really, really busy with her job. Most of us, if not all of us, can relate to this. It happens. It's a thing. It happens to me as well. So you put all your focus into one thing, which is your new job, and you completely forget about your own wellness and I don't advise to do that. So if you're listening to this podcast and if you do start a job or you're starting a new project, project, you really need to look after your wellness because if you're not feeling good in yourself, that's obviously going to spill into your job and your home life and all that. So it's your responsibility to look after yourself. And I've learned this the hard way from giving too much to one certain thing and then not giving enough to myself. And you cannot pour out of an empty bucket. So getting back to Mary, Mary is wants to lose two stone. Um, to get back down to her weight before she started the job, we'll say, to be happy in herself and her clothes again. So let's just say Mary came to me and said, Karina, what do you advise? And I would say, Mary, you really need to start tracking or logging your calories, first of all, to see exactly how many calories you are consuming a day and build awareness around what calories are in what. Because let's face it, if Mary only needs a certain amount of calories a day or a week as an overall whole and Mary's overeating, she's she's going to put on weight. So if Mary had a figure that she could stick to every day and then eat her 80% good food and 20% not so good food within that figure, isn't that a lot more sustainable than just flying with the wind and just being a lost sheep for the week wondering, oh, sir, it doesn't matter, I'll just grab my lunch on the go. I'll just get a croissant for breakfast and a cappuccino. Forget you had the croissant to go into work and there'll be sweets in there and you'll eat them as well. So Mary need, really needs to know what her daily needs are. Because let's face it, if Mary was a car and she was a certain engine size, she'd only be able to put so much fuel into her tank. And that's what we want Mary to get a better understanding of. So Mary would come to me and I'd say, Mary, look, you need to track and log your calories for a full week. I know it's a pain, but it'll build awareness around what exactly your favorite foods that you're eating now and what calories they contain. Because the best diet for Mary to be on is the diet she already has, but just more awareness around the calories, what's high, what's low, 
what's sustainable energy and what isn't. And basically for me, when I get people to be get more aware of their calories, I say, listen, class it as a game. How much more food can you get into your day for the same amount of calories comparing to, we'll say, a croissant for lunch, a bagel or a McDonald's um, for dinner, and then breakfast was just skipping here and there on the go bar chocolate or something. That's not enough food for, we'll say, a lot, a lot of calories where you'd be over consuming and putting on fat. Where I like to class log and calories is I know you can get a lot more veg on a plate for less calories. I know that protein, lean proteins is a good form of calories and it's still quite relatively low in calories. I know that a bar of chocolate is high in calories, but there's not that much nutrients in it that's going to sustain energy. But I include it into my day somewhere because I like a bar of chocolate. So I want Mary to be able to still enjoy her diet, but just be cute about what calories she's consuming so she's not overeating. So Mary went logging her calories for a week and Mary found out that averaging out in, per day because she logged it for the week, she's consuming about 2000 calories a day. Bear in mind, Mary's 40. So as you get a little bit older, you do, your metabolism does slow down a bit. I'll talk about that now in another podcast of how you can speed up and blast your metabolism by um, doing bodyweight exercise or lifting weight. But right now, Mary just wants to tackle calories in, calories out, how to control it a bit better so she can lose a little bit of weight over a long period of time. And it's not going to be a huge, big deal. So averaged out, Mary was eating 2000 calories a day. So, and Mary's putting on weight. So, first of all, I said to Mary, okay, now that we know that your calories that you regularly consume is 2,000, we need to find out your BMR because your BMR is your um, basic met- metabolism, basically what calories you need to feed your organs. So, it's about 70% of the 2,000. If you really want to find out the exact figure for yourself, go online Type in BMR calculator, stick in your details. It's usually your height, your age, your weight, and that'll give you your basic, basic metabolism or your basic calories that you need in order to keep your organs alive. So for instance, as an example, I'm just going to say Mary needs 1400 calories just for her organs to stay alive. Now bear in mind when some people go on juice diets and shake diets, they're under consuming calories to the point where they're not even feeding their organs. So just bear that in mind because it'll all fall into place as the podcast goes on. So Mary now knows she needs 1400 calories just to stay alive. And she's quite surprised because she would have thought that you would have to go on a thousand or 800 calorie diet to lose weight. So Mary's kind of happy about this. She's like, okay, 14. That's okay. When I was logging my food for the week, I noticed that I was keeping around 1400 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, the days she's quite busy in work and that she's being good because she knows she's going to have a few more calories at the weekend. So Mary was happy. She's like, oh, that's good. I said, yeah, that's pretty good. But what about the weekend? We need to allocate in that. So getting back to the basic BMR calories. Now, we need to add on calories for Mary's activity level, which is we calculate this with a T. You can also get this calculator online, but I really want to bring you back to the BMR first. So you have an idea that you need, you have a basic need to feed your organs and keep them alive with calories, which is energy. And if we go under that, that's where we mess up our metabolism and we're yo-yo dieting, put on weight, lose weight, put on weight, lose weight. So the main key point I want to get across here is you need a basic need, which is your BMR, your basal metabolic rate to feed your organs. So make sure you get that first. BMR calculator online job done. 
So Mary's is 14, so she's quite happy with that because that's a good few calories for her during the week on her easy days where she's um, busy and working, she's not overeating. Now, Mary needs to add on her activity level because let's face it, if Mary kept at her BMR calories, but maybe someday she went for a walk or she was running around the office, Mary would get quite tired and out of energy really fast and maybe get ran down on sticking to her BMR calories because it just wouldn't be enough. And especially at the weekend as well, Mary might like to go for a longer walk. So Mary's in a sedentary desk job. So we are going to it's the use the T. It's total daily energy expenditure. So I'm just going to run through quickly here how it works. You, you get your BMR. If you're in a sedentary job, your T, you multiply your BMR by 1.2. And that's the calories you need to keep sustainable energy for your activity level. If you're lightly, lightly active, your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure calculation, which your BMR will be multiplied by 1.3. If you're really active and you're working out sports three to five times a week, then you multiply your BMR by 1.5. If you're very, very active and you're doing sports six to seven days a week, so you're running for a marathon, um, you are going to multiply your BMR by 1.7 because clearly you need a lot more calories. If you are extremely active, heavy exercise, physical job like the builder and then train and treat twice a week, twice a day, you will need to multiply your BMR by 1.9. But for the normal Joe Soap, like Mary, who's in a sedentary job and is hit and miss with her exercise, she's in. then she's going to multiply hers by 1.2. But if you're starting off with a gym routine and you plan on walking every day, because let's face it, we do need 10,000 steps per day, which is 5K, just to be healthy. But we're not doing that with the lifestyles that we're living at the moment. So I would get everyone... If you're just completely in a sedentary job and you don't plan on doing anything, well then stick to the 1.2 rule, the TDEE multiply by your BMR. But well, let's just say Mary, because she's asked me for advice and I've given her advice that she needs to walk every day and get her 10,000 steps up. Easy way to do that is 5K or else walk in now to work or something like that. And she's planning on doing two exercises a week, one to two, not putting herself under pressure for the first week or two until she settles in to her calories in and calories out. So just for example, for Mary, we are going to multiply Mary by 1.2 just to give you an idea of Mary's BMR in a sedentary desk job with little or no exercise. So we already know that Mary's BMR is 1400 calories. Now we're going to multiply that by 1.2. So Mary's basic calorie needs to keep her energy levels up while she's at her desk job is 16 100 calories well it's 1680 so we're just round that off to 1600 calories it's just easier so that's mary's calories per day is 1600 now obviously clearly when mary was to, um, recording her and logging her calories for the week before she knew what her daily calorie target was she was logging 200 2000 so if mary was naturally eating 2000 calories per day but she's only burning off 1600 so that x what happened the extra calories so that was like just under half a pound or over half pound that mary was gradually putting on every week by just overeating by 300 calories per day and that could be a simple little thing like a croissant and a half a packet of fruit pastilles that mary was overeating now 
Mary was kind of watching her calories when she was logging. So clearly Mary wasn't watching her calories when she wasn't logging her food for the week. So up to the full year that Mary put on this two stone, she was overeating at the weekend. She was having extra drinks, extra bites that she wasn't even including as calories because let's face it, it's all fresh air. The only thing that doesn't include calories is water. But unless you start tracking and logging and get awareness, you will not know. And a calorie is just something that you eat and it gets evaporated out of your body, which is untrue. Like I said, your body doesn't create calories and your body doesn't destroy calories. And absolutely everything has calories in it except for water. So with two types of people, the person who has more awareness of the calories or more awareness of what's what and what's high and low. So when they go out for a meal, if two mates, your two friends are out for the meal, one is more calorie awareness, not conscious, because I don't want people to obsess over it because that's just no fun at all. And then you have a person who's never been aware of calories, never looked at the back of a packet, just flying with the wind and is putting on weight all the time and not a care in the world. So the two friends are out for lunch. And next thing, the one that's calorie awareness is looking at all the oils going in, the extra garlic butter going in, watching the food being cooked, the extra bread, the extra this, the extra that, the extra cream in the coffee, where the other friend doesn't care and just did mom, 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 sure, I don't even know what a calorie is. So Mary now realises that she only needs 1600 calories to keep alive and to keep well energised for the job that she's in, which is very little exercise or no exercise at all. So now Mary knows that if she goes into the little deficit of 300 calories per day and just eat enough amount of calories that she needs to survive, which is 1600 per day, you can multiply that by the week yourself, do the calculation, everyone's different. And you will naturally know that Mary already naturally knows that Monday to Thursday she's on 14. So now Mary can save that extra 200 calories she was saving from her 1600 for the weekend. So you need to look at your calories as an overall weekly whole and allocate in your high days at the weekend and maybe go on relatively okay normalish days, a little bit of a deficit during the week. So Mary's going to stick to the 1600 a day. Obviously, clearly she's doing 14 Monday to Thursday and then a bit higher at the weekend. Um, so if Mary just did that and had it, no walking in at all, she saved 300 calories per day from her normal eating. So Mary would lose 2,100 calories a week, which is a pound is 3,500 calories. So she's nearly shy off the pound that she lost just by watching her calories. And it's just as simple as not eating a croissant for breakfast or not eating the extra croissant that she forgot she had in between breakfast and lunch and maybe have a low-cal snack instead, like a low-calorie yogurt or an apple. Like fruit is the lowest you can get in calories for the quickest sugar fix rather than a bar of chocolate. And it's going to keep you fuller for longer. So what Mary was doing was she was having her oats for breakfast because she was being good. And she was having full fat milk. She was having loads of berries. And she was loading on the peanut butter, which is full of calories, by the way. So that even that extra bit of calories from the extra bit of peanut butter is still calories that Mary doesn't really need. But she's just not aware yet of portion control either. But we're starting Mary off slow. We don't want to overwhelm her too much with portion control on top of doing her calories as well. So by cutting out the croissant in between breakfast and lunch and changing for an apple, Mary is already saving some of her 300 calories. Mary is saving 250 calories. So all Mary has to do now in the evening time is cut back one bar of chocolate instead of having two or three. Um, so simple little changes like that 
can save your calories in your working day, but you won't know until you start logging your food first and get more awareness of what calories are in what. Now, what about if Mary added in a walk every day, even for 20 minutes on top of what she's doing, saving the 300 calories a day? Did you know that if you didn't, if you were, if you got 10,000 steps up per day and even 5,000 of that was a fast, brisk walk, you would burn five up to about 500 calories per day, depending on, we'll say, the weight you're carrying around and all that. Obviously, someone carrying a larger amount of weight burns calories, needs like is burning energy, which is calories, more, a lot more. But let's just say it was around 500. If you, if Mary did that every day and burn and walk 10,000 steps every day, at the end of the week, that's 3,500 calories. So Mary has burned a pound by walking every day. And I've seen this happen with a client of mine two weeks ago. She first came to me. She's come to me for a long time, but to community classes. So she decided to do personal training instead. So that's when I could really monitor what she was doing. So she was getting the bus in and out of work. She wasn't really walking um, and she was coming to me twice a week. So she was losing a little bit, but not enough. So I said, listen, you need to up your step count in the day in order to keep you lean. So she started parking her car 20 minutes away from work. So now she's walking 20 minutes into work, 20 minutes out of work, and she's walking every day in between. She lost two pounds in her second week back after Christmas, which is 7,500 calories because of the simple changes she made. Obviously, she went back logging her food and getting a bit more awareness around that. And she added in extra activity through walking, which burns calories and keep you lean. People are under this illusion that you have to be in the gym every day to get lean. You don't. If you just stuck to your calorie deficit, and this is a very slight one of 300 a day, and walked every day, you would be guaranteed to burn a pound a week if you obviously had the pound to lose. But Mary does. She has two stone to lose, so she has it. So rather than looking for a quick fix and dropping her calories down to a thousand, which is unsustainable, she's not even feeding her basic organs. Mary's going to go on a slight deficit and walk every day and she's going to lose minimum a pound a week over a longer period of time. So Mary, this is sustainable for Mary. We haven't even talked about adding gym sessions in yet because Mary doesn't have time for that. So Mary's going to do this and over a space of a few months, Mary's going to have a good chunk of her weight lost. But as I said to Mary, look at it at the long term, look at this as a six month plan and we reassess it then again. Um, so that's more sustainable for Mary rather than dropping her calories, calories down too low. So I don't want this podcast to get too long, but that's your basic calorie needs is get your BMR first and then add on your activity level. If you want to go about it the fast way, what you're going to Google online is you're going to Google T, your T-D-E-E, your daily, sorry, your total daily energy expenditure calculator. And that's going to ask you to add on your activity level. So it'll give you the exact calories you need for sustainable energy for your BMR, which is your basic needs for your organs and the extra little bit that you need. And that will give you your calories that you can class as your fat loss calories, basically. Um, maybe... When you're adding on your activity level, let's just say if you're planning, if you have never worked out before, you've never walked before and you put in that you're going to work out five days a week, that's going to give you extra calories that maybe some weeks you start off good and you do your five workouts in the first week. But then the second week, you only have time for one and maybe the third week you don't do any, but you're still eating them extra calories because you told 
the TDEE calculator that you were doing five sessions a week. So it gave you extra calories. So you don't want that because you have to kind of factor troubleshoot in down the line going, God, I won't be able to keep five days up a week. So you have to be realistic in what you can do. So that's why I always say to people, keep it simple. Do it at the multiply your BMR by the 1.3, which is one to two, three, one to two, one to three days a week that you're going to work out. But if you just want to do it the fast way, just Google TDEE calculator and that'll give you your calories. Um, that's basically your calorie needs. Um, there's nothing else I can really talk about. In the next episode, I will be going on about what calories are, what foods are higher dense calories, as in higher nutrients and all that, and where you can get value for money within your daily calorie needs. But the... the um, the objective and the key thing to take away from this podcast is we don't make calories in our body and we don't destroy calories in our body. Any extra calories you consume, whether they're good calories or bad calories, whether it's fruit or veg or protein, it doesn't matter. A lot of people still overeat on healthy foods because a lot of healthy foods are nutrient dense, which means they're a lot higher in calories. Look at an avocado, for instance. I know some people eat an avocado for breakfast with toast and maybe three eggs. An avocado is higher in calories because it's fat and it's denser in calories, which means, yes, it's good for you, but you can still overeat on avocados. The same as, what else? Nuts. Prime example is nuts. People think nuts are healthy. The minute they go on a healthy buzz, they start buying seeds, they start buying um, chia seeds, they start buying sunflower seeds and nuts. That, them three examples there are higher dense calories which means they're higher in calories for the less for the less amount that you eat we'll say um, so another example would be another lady a client of mine from last year she's vegan so she used to buy a full packet of sunflower seeds which was 800 calories for the full pack she would roast them in the oven and she'd take them out and she'd cover them in dark chocolate and she'd that'd be her snack for the whole evening sitting down watching television instead of popcorn because popcorn was meant to be the the crappy food to eat but yet again she had 800 calories of seeds which there was no need for so when she actually realized what calories she was consuming with the seeds and she doesn't need them because she gets an adequate amount of good fats in her diet anyway she stopped buying the seeds and then she started to go for the low um the low sodium, the low salt option of popcorn and it was less calories and it was more satisfying. So that's all I'm going to talk about with calories today is you have a basic need for calories for your body. If you're overeating, you put on weight. Simple science, calories in, calories out. There's no buts, nothing about it. Um, so you need as an adult who is putting on weight or who has maybe carried a large amount of weight for a long time, it's your responsibility to log your food for a week to get an idea of what foods you're already consuming. Then start looking at your tea calculator. But again, you don't want to go from 100 to zero straight away. So I'll give you this last example of another lady that I train and then I'll leave it at that for today. So another lady that I train, she had a few stone put on. So when she first started counting her calories or logged her calories for the trial week, as I call it, an awareness week, she was 3,500 calories that she was consuming. But her calories for maintenance, let, let, her calories for fat loss, sorry, was 2,000. So this particular lady, it's not realistic to drop from 3,000 calories to 2,000 straight away because she's going to be starving because her body's clearly used to getting 3,500 calories per day. So what I said to her was, 
take it as a four week period to bring that number down to 2000. So it actually took her six weeks, five to six weeks to go from 3500 calories right down to 2000. So how she did that was she just kept eating her normal food, but maybe dropped a bar of chocolate or maybe swapped a bar of chocolate for an apple. But because this was habits that she had created eating 3500, it was she discovered over the five weeks that it was portion sizes were too big. She was snacking on bars of chocolate and not counting them as calories because it didn't matter because it was only two seconds of chewing and in the mouth. She was snacking on sweets and she wasn't really counting sweets like fruit pastilles and Harry Bows as calories because it's so easily consumed and so fastly digested that she wasn't counting them as calories. But as she was logging them, she was like, "Ooh, these are calories. This is calories. So basically it took her the five to six weeks to come down from 3,500 calories to 2,000. But within that period, she still lost eight pounds because she was still eating less calories than what she was used to. So if that particular client went from 3,500 to 2,000 straight away, what would happen, do you think? She would get too hungry. She'd get weak because her body's used to having more calories and it'd feel like too much like a diet and she'd do it for a week and then she'd binge then at the weekend and then she'd be back to normal. So... By doing it over that time frame, it's easy, it's more sustainable. She doesn't feel like that she's hungry or she's missing out. And slowly she brought it down every day and every week. And that's why it took that long. But she still lost eight pounds in the meantime because she's clearly eating less calories. Plus, she was walking every day and coming to me twice a week for a weight session. So that extra energy burning was eating into extra fat storage that was hanging around in her body. Does that make sense? So that's a few examples there for you. But just going back to Mary, by Mary going on the deficit of 300 a day, which isn't much, it's a croissant and a small bar of chocolate and walking every day, Mary's guaranteed to lose a pound off stored fat on her body. Um, it's not a quick fix. So I prefer Mary to lose a pound a week and do it over the long term rather than going, dropping her calories under a thousand, unsustainable, but not even feeding her organs. And then she'd do it for a week and she'd binge. So that's your basic calorie needs. That's what a calorie is. And the key points to take away then is you have a basic need for your organs. So that's your BMR. So if you go on a juice diet or a shake diet or anything like that, you're not even feeding your basic needs for your organs. So if out of interest, you want to know that, do the BMR calculator. Then to add on your daily activity level, you can Google TDEE, your daily total energy expenditure calculator. Be realistic of what you're putting on with your energy out, as in desk job, one to two, three times a week, three to five times a week. If you're at a desk job and you're hoping to get out for a gym session or a workout session or a YouTube video or whatever it is, one to two times a week, be realistic. I always start any girls with me is light activity is what you're looking for. So it's one, it's your BMR multiplied by 1.3. That's realistic because let's face it, we're always going to overeat here and there in a little bit anyway. And even if you do and you stick into your calories, it's not going to be a huge deal. Your walking is going to keep you lean. Your walking is actually 15% off your daily calorie burn. So if you already burn 70% of your calories with your BMR, which is your basic needs for your organs, and then another 15% if you were to walk 5k every day or in now to work or whatever, 10,000 steps, that's 85% of your daily calories already burnt before you even start looking at anything else. Um, 
So they're the key points to take away. You're being more just even out of noisiness. Google it to see what your basic calorie needs are for your organs. Then uh, do your TDEE calculator and off you go. That's the amount of calories you need to consume for your daily activity level. But log and track your calories for a full week first because you don't want to go from 3,500 like the example I gave you down to we'll say 2,000 straight away because then your body is going to be in shock you're not going to be able to sustain it because that's a diet that's too much too soon you need to work your way down so if you get a figure of 2800 but you're meant to, your calories are meant to be 18 you need to give yourself four weeks to bring that down to your calories that you got for your tea calculator now obviously there's a lot more to it than this this is the basic that i can give you over a podcast but again, if you're unsure, you can contact me anytime on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram DM me is Krina Duffy Coaching, K-O-R-I-N-A, or Facebook is Krina Duffy Transformation Coach. Now, if you're somebody that needs to control calories or you've had, we'll say, issues with calories or any kind of food issues in the past and you've overcome that maybe the calorie counting isn't your thing and um, maybe just leave it off and just get a more awareness of your portion control and stuff like that then as well but I'll go through that in the next few episodes as well over the of course the three episodes on calories and um, again thanks for listening I always appreciate it and I always love getting your feedback as well so if you really enjoyed listening to this episode you can give me a DM on Instagram um, let me know how you got on give it a share and you know you can subscribe as well to the podcast so you'll get the notifications for the next few podcasts on calories as well. Just hit the subscribe button and thanks so much for listening.